the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to you. Thanks for coming along today. The first full day of autumn, and it really feels like it, doesn't it? I'm a little chilly. I've got the space heater on behind me. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big shock. Don't think that's like a super autumnal thing because no. I've been running it since June. Right. It happens every day. Yeah. However, it's 55 out there right now. Her? I uh, Listen, I got to salute my niece, Meg. Why is that? Because she made homemade soup and baked bread, and that's what I ate for lunch. See, it's too early for soup. I was on the beach last week. It's not too early. It's too early. Listen, right before we went to air, what did you tell me? What, that was chilly? No. What what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm switching over my clothes. I'm doing the old switcheroo. You do that? Right, so you're going to switch over your clothes to winter clothes, but Mm. it's too early to eat soup. Well, soup, you know, I mean, it's a long winter, Kath. I got six months of soup eating. I'm going to hold that back as far as possible. But you want to have BLTs for longer? Maybe. I'd like to. Oh, that's a good idea. I still got some tomatoes, don't you? I didn't grow tomatoes this year. Well, I didn't either, but I'm, oh. you know, but I, on the way back from the beach, I stopped at a little stand and you know, oh. bought a nice big chunk of them. Well, I don't have, you're not sharing any tomatoes? <laughs> I wasn't that big of a chunk. <laughs> Just saying. Kind of harsh. Anyway, so it's cold, 55 degrees. Anyway, yeah. thanks for being along today. We got a big show for you. We do. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to welcome Liz Bruning from Staff Writer at the Atlantic, one of my favorite writers is going to be on the show today. Very excited to welcome Liz. Uh, We're also going to talk about how to make a better, crispier grilled cheese sandwich. And who doesn't want a better? I think everybody wants that. Also, one of Pittsburgh Business Times 30 Under 30, Talfa Harris, will be on the show for the first time later this afternoon also. Very nice. Okay, as we always do, we kick off the show, uh, other than the tomfoolery, Kath uh, brings us up to date with the news items of the day. Won't you please give us, Kath, the top four at four. For Thursday, John. Mm. September 20th. I like that. Mm. <laughs> September 23rd, 2021. Number one. A top U.S. envoy to Haiti tendered his resignation, citing the Biden administration's inhumane effort to expel hundreds of Haitian migrants to their home country, which is recovering from a deadly earthquake and plagued by political instability, widespread insecurity and crippling poverty. According to CBS News, Ambassador Daniel Foote, who was chosen to be the U.S. Special Envoy to Haiti in July, called the Biden administration's policy in Haiti, quote, deeply flawed, saying his recommendations were brushed aside. In response to a recent sharp increase in arrivals of Haitians in the Texas border community of Del Rio and the emergence of a massive camp there that at one point housed 15,000 migrants, the Biden administration launched a deportation blitz to Haiti. Since Sunday, the U.S. has carried out 12 deportation flights to Haiti, expelling more than 1,400 migrants there, according to the Department of Homeland Security, which has said the expulsions will continue, quote, on a regular basis. Number two. 
A federal health official has said there isn't enough data to support giving a Pfizer booster dose to people who have received other COVID-19 vaccines. Mm. In case you're confused, this might confuse you just a little bit more. Good. According to the Wall Street Journal, last evening the FDA authorized the extra dose for people 65 and older or at high risk of severe COVID-19, according to those who work in healthcare, at grocery stores, or who are teachers. Apparently, though, data isn't yet available about the interchangeability of a booster dose of one vaccine with the primary series of another. So, like, if you had Moderna and you were at risk and you were going to get a booster shot, could you get Pfizer's shot? They're saying, we don't really know. Of course not. Okay, let's not wade in all that yet. Right. Some Let's people are looking for that. boosters. Others want religious exemptions. We just want a crispy grilled cheese. <laughs> and number three. I was going to say something else about the shots, but then I figured what's... Yeah, yeah, after that. It. Yeah. <laughs> number three. Flight attendants, airline officials, and airport representatives are testifying today before a House subcommittee as lawmakers consider whether harsher penalties are needed to deter bad behavior on airplanes. Like, what are they going to do? Push people <laughs> out the window? No, we're going to find out. How harsh out. can... Listen, according to the Washington Post, the FAA instituted a zero-tolerance policy in January. Zero tolerance. (laughs) What does that mean? Earlier this month, the Transportation Security Administration, which enforces a mask mandate in transportation settings, doubled fines for those who refuse to comply. Mm. But today's hearing, before the Subcommittee on Aviation, is more evidence of the growing concern that those measures haven't stopped passengers from assaulting crew members and fellow passengers or flouting requirements that they wear masks on commercial aircraft. The FAA said this week it has received, are you ready? 4,385 reports of unruly passenger incidents, most of which involve masks. The increase has prompted both chambers on Capitol Hill to voice concerns about airplane behavior. The FAA said it has launched 789 independent investigations this year, which is more than double what they did for 2019 and 2020 combined. Mm, The agency has begun enforcement actions in 162 cases and proposed more than a million dollars in fines. Nearly three quarters of cases involve a passenger refusing to wear a mask. Get over yourself. Number four. Heinz Ward, who made 1,000 receptions, not counting, of course, the uh, touchdown grab that helped to win Super Bowl Forty, is among five former Pittsburgh Steelers named as modern era nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Go Class on. of 2022. According to Jerry DePaula in today's trip, Heinz Ward, who has been a semifinalist five previous times, is joined by kicker Gary Anderson, who my mom and I chased around the Westview Kmart when I was a child. Nose tackle Casey Hampton. I think his uh, nickname was Big Snack, as I remember. Tight end Heath Miller and linebacker Hardy Nickerson Sr. Hmm. The Hall of Fame announced a list of 122 modern era nominees, which will be trimmed to a list of 25 semifinalists in November and then 15 finalists in January. The selection committee will meet after that to select the 2022 class, which will be enshrined next August. And that, my friends, is your top four at four. Very nice. So go back into the uh, story about the blue light special. You and Gary Anderson uh, and your mom. You and Nanny. Chasing. Yeah, me and Nan. What's going Listen, on there? Listen, we were at the Westview Kmart. It was shortly before Christmas. How old were you? Uh, I don't know. Fifth grade, uh-huh. maybe. But and Nanny saw Gary Anderson? No, I saw Gary Anderson. Oh. Um, uh, maybe I was a little older than that. Seventh grade, maybe. Anyway, um, he was picking, I still remember, he was picking out Transformers. For his kids. For his kids. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, that's Gary Anderson. And Nanny was like, it sure is. And so he took off to like go get hardware. And Nanny was like, well, we should follow him. Of course we should. We stalked the poor man. <laughs> sure. So we, we, we chased him around Kmart. Did you speak to him? We did. He was very nice. And Excellent. we said, we're sorry. We're, this is probably creepy. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and we said, okay, bye. <laughs> Blue light special, aisle number six, Gary Anderson and Transformers. <laughs> Blue light special. Don't forget your bologna sandwiches on the way out the door. Right? I, I liked Gary. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. I mean, he, he was really consistent, was he not? Yeah, he was. Very good. And he was very nice to do crazy people. So. Well, I'm sure he was used to it. <laughs> Such is life. I don't know if kickers are used to that sort of thing. I think they might be if you're like, you know, that caliber. I wish I could have seen Big Snack. I would have chased him around Kmart. <laughs> well, it might have been a different outcome. Take a quick break. Come back. When we do come back, the state of Texas versus Jesus Christ. Is that the way it really is? Yes. That's straight ahead on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Are you a minister of the Word of God? And I want to just leave three thoughts in your heart about the ministry of the Word of God. What would you do and what should you do if you want to be a minister of the Word of God and you don't have to be an ordained minister? It's a message to every man and woman that names the name of Jesus. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, The Bible, The Book of the Ages, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage, NMLS ID 128231, Lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors. 
Does it seem like increasingly there is the 48 states and then there's Florida and Texas? I think that's the way Florida and Texas like it. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure it is, right? But it does seem like there's a disparate world out there that they choose not to be part of. Elizabeth Bruning is with us. She's a staff writer at The Atlantic. She's written for The Washington Post. The New York Times was a staff writer at The New Republic. Received her Master's of Philosophy in Christian Theology at the University of Cambridge. But she wrote a terrific piece, which she's here to talk to us about today at The Atlantic, called The State of Texas versus Jesus Christ. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, should we call you Elizabeth? Liz, what? Liz is fine. Okay, great. Um, Liz, I will tell you that I'm a geek fan of yours before we begin. Um, I think, <laughs> Thank yeah, you so much. I think you're a terrific writer, um, and I want to talk about baked goods before this segment is over. Um, but first I want to ask you about just religion writing in general, um, before we talk about this specific case. I know you've written for a bunch of different outlets. Um, talk about how America's like discussing religion right now. Are you happy with how we're talking about faith-related things? Well, I think it's always been uh, sort of difficult in the United States to have uh, a conversation about religion because, you know, we're a very, very religious country, um, and yet we also have these traditionally strong boundaries between church and state. So religion is something that means a lot to our citizenry, and at the same time, it's something that we sort of feel like has no role in public policy. But, you know, as the Texas case shows, it's hard to keep out of public policy. It, it just is mm-hmm. such a big part of our lives. And so um, I think it's a it's an area where coverage is difficult. There are lots of different religions in this country. Uh, they're all very different from one another. There's no one expert in all the religions. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's tense, I think, right now because politics in general are very tense. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Texas case, Liz, there's a, an inmate, John Henry Ramirez, who is uh, was slated for execution by the state of Texas. And he wanted a pastor that uh, he had since joined the church while he was incarcerated at the moment of execution to pray for him. And as the pastor is praying to lay hands on him as the pastor, as the uh, inmate is a uh, uh, st- strapped down on the gurney. But the state of Texas said that's not going to happen. Can you go into this story and go, and go deeper about the, the whys and whereofs of this uh, this case? Yeah, so um, Texas has dealt with a series of these cases. The first one involved an inmate named Patrick Murphy. He was one of the Texas Seven. Um, and he's uh, not a beloved inmate. Texas Seven were a group of inmates who in 2000 broke out of a prison in South Texas and uh, kill the police officer. That's actually what he was convicted of murder for. His original conviction was for sexual assault. He was doing 50 years, but he was not on death row. It was after that prison break that he was put on death row. Uh, these folks were pretty useless in Texas. I'm actually from Texas, uh, so I remember quite a bit of this uh, being on the news growing up. Uh, and Murphy asked to have a Buddhist spiritual advisor in the chamber with him at the time of execution. At the time he made that request, Texas only had Muslim and Christian chaplains on staff in the prison system, and those were the only people allowed uh, in the execution chamber at the time of death. And that began a whole case. And since then, um, that, that went up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, you've got to either let everybody have a religious 
uh, a figure with them in the execution chamber or nobody, but it can't be some denominations and not others. I believe the justice who ruled on that was actually Brett Kavanaugh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and then there was another case, a, a gentleman named Ruben Gutierrez, who was on death row, who wanted a Catholic priest with him, but because they had banned all clergy, uh, that also went to the Supreme Court. I interviewed Mr. Gutierrez last year uh, and talked to him about that. Uh, and uh, Texas has since reversed and said they'll allow clergy as long as they are vetted and pass a background check, uh, but with some limitations. And now we come to Mr. Ramirez, who would like a Baptist pastor to pray over him and lay hands on him right. at the time of execution. Texas says no. So the request on its face value, it, it doesn't seem too outrageous or odd. I mean, you would think that the, this is part of Christian tradition, right? That pastors and priests have prayed over and touched people for their dying breath. I mean, in the Catholic tradition, it's considered a sacrament. So what is the deal with the state of Texas, why they would not allow this to happen? You know, it's interesting. If you read uh, the commentary um, from the lower court. Who, who sided with Texas and said that it was all right to deny uh, Mr. Ramirez that request, uh, they said, you know, it, it would just be unduly stressful and disorderly. Uh, so they're trying to keep it staff. as clinical as possible, right, Liz? Right, right. They don't want it to. They said in one of their statements in one of these court rulings, um, you know, this is an emotionally charged and irrevocable procedure. And I know they can't mean emotionally charged for the inmate, because one of the funny things that keeps happening with the death penalty is there's there are these challenges under the Eighth Amendment, cruel and unusual punishment. The method of execution probably is very painful to be executed by lethal injection. And the courts keep saying, yes, it probably is, but we can't show any damages because we're trying to kill them and we do. So what's the harm? So if that's their position on uh, physical pain, this cannot be their their concern, emotional pain. Right. Therefore, they're talking about the prison staff. They don't want it to be emotionally difficult for the prison staff. Interesting. And the bottom line is that death is difficult. And yes. it's hard for every person who's involved in it. And it trying to make it less so... Um, kind of denies what it is. But at the same time, you would also say, well, these inmates, you know, uh, they're victims. They were not given this process of of gentleness as they exited the world. They died by violent hands. So we're just doing our job, you know, an eye for an eye in some way. Uh, that That's typically, you know, I have been a witness at an execution. That is what prison staff say at the time of execution. They represent it as a sort of process they have no control over. They say, you know, we didn't prosecute sentence or convict this person. We just are carrying out the orders of the state. That's our job. I understand that. Um, In a way, they remind me of um, soldiers Mm -hmm. in that this this is the state making an unreasonable request of people in its employ, and they are suffering for it. Um, so it is unfair to them. I agree. Now you, uh, yeah. They shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah. Now, am I right, Liz, that you wrote about this in the past? Oh, yes. I've been writing okay. about uh, capital punishment for years. Yeah. Okay. So I remember this. When when you said that you were witness to an execution, all, all of a sudden I'm starting to remember the piece that you wrote about this. 
Um, and as I remember, one of the takeaways um, that you wrote about was the fact that you can't that the people who are involved in it, those who work for the state, are irrevocably changed. Um, whether it was, whether be? it was their decision or not, this is just common sense, right? And you were observing that thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have to find a way to. Um, in, in the last round of executions, for example, last year. Uh, the last administration executed 13 inmates on federal death row after a 17-year hiatus. So that was, you know, in six months, 13 people were executed at Terre Haute. Um, and it's just hard. You, you, you deal with, you know, in one case, the victim's family was a strong op- opponent of the execution of the killer. Uh, that was the first execution they carried out last year. That's difficult. They deal with protesters. A lot of those protesters are nuns, priests, clergy. These are not bad people who are being cruel to prison staff. Um, They're trying to be persuasive and they're respectful. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to avoid the the fact that what you're doing is you're tying someone down and poisoning them. And you're doing it in a room with several windows so lots of people can watch. Right. Now, I mean, of course, you're irrevocably changed. I mean, when I was reading this piece, this is a a poor parallel, but I'll say it nonetheless. We put our dog down last week and we, you know, went and had a vet come to the house and put a needle in the dog. And, you know, we're there touching the dog, crying with the dog. It's a very deeply emotional thing. And so you can imagine the high theater of, I don't know how many people, 10, 20, 30 people watching the process. At the same time, the condemned man wanting to be touched and to hear an audible prayer or prayers as he exits this earth, it doesn't seem like it's an untoward response. No, I I mean, another odd facet of executions is the victim's family uh, is invited to watch, uh, but the the condemned person's family can also attend the execution. So oftentimes the the mother, say, of the person who has just been killed will hear the victim's family clapping and cheering in the next room over. And um, I I always think to myself... uh, you know, I did, there's nothing added here. I don't think this is uh, this doesn't seem like justice. You know, a mother watches her child killed in front of her and listens to people cheering, and um, and the person who was murdered, of course, is still dead. You're right. Elizabeth Bruning is a staff writer at The Atlantic. She's written for The Washington Post and The New York Times. She was also a staff writer at The New Republic. We're talking to her about a piece she wrote for The Atlantic uh, just uh, today, the state, no, a couple days ago, the state of Texas versus Jesus Christ. And, And that title kind of gets at the crux of, I guess, what we should talk about next, which is the fact that whether people recognize it or not or or choose to endorse it or not, Christianity and the person of Jesus really is at the heart of life and death. And so having um, a pastor there for someone who has been judged by the state um, is is just, that's part of what it is. I, 
I mean, whether whether the person is guilty or innocent, Christianity tells us that we're all guilty and that we're all, you know, we're we all suffer um, in life and we all hope for peace and death. And this is the story of Christianity. So the state removing a pastor from that intimate moment is like denying the power of what the of what the faith is. Right, or or ruling that the pastor can only pray silently or can't touch the individual when in a lot of American, especially American Protestant traditions, sort of audible praying over and laying of hands on someone uh, is is a, a big part of the tradition. Although in Catholicism, the blessing of the sick and in death, that is a, a part of the rite as well. Yes. Um, and so it's it's, you know, it's sort of remarkable to me that this very well-established aspect of Christianity is is sort of a bridge too far for Texas prison staff, um, just because it, it's potentially upsetting and kind of disorderly in the in the eyes of the of the executioners. Right. So, Liz, then uh, John Henry Ramirez's claim uh, in this case, his execution has been delayed. Uh, what's the update on this? It, this has been pushed down the road. The Supreme Court's going to take this up at some future date. Yes. Right. So the Supreme Court's uh, next term is going to begin in October, um, and it, it will be heard at that point, Ramirez's case. And then what they decide will uh, affect how uh, Texas and then presumably all the other states that are still carrying out the death penalty, about half of them, uh, will deal with clergy in the chamber. Okay, so last question for you, Elizabeth. When we hear about the John Henry Ramirez case, what questions do you think we should ask ourselves about it? Well, uh, the question that I, you know, the thing that I kept meditating on is, um, you know, is there anyone who, who in their last moments um, deserves to be denied the opportunity uh, to repent and to pray? Uh, you know, the example to us, I think, are the thieves crucified with Jesus. Um, in their in their last moments, they have the opportunity to be with God. Right. Um, and if we are going to, which I think we should not, but if we are going to execute criminals in this country, uh, then I think we should provide every opportunity for them to be as close as possible uh, to God, because we have the power to kill. I don't think we should use it, but we should certainly not be trying to curtail um, the you know their opportunities for salvation eternally. I'm into that, Liz. That's well said. Thanks so much for being with us, and certainly thank you for the power of your writing to reach an audience who may not necessarily consider these questions that we've talked about today. Really good job. Thanks so much for having me on. Our pleasure. Also, keep baking. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye bye. Elizabeth Bruning. The piece in the Atlantic is called "The State of Texas versus Jesus Christ." This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. When it comes to our business, I've got a couple pet peeves. One is how difficult it is to keep the paper towel dispensers full in our bathrooms. Impossible. My second pet peeve is the number of solicitors we get asking us to advertise. 
TV, billboards, social media, newspaper, little papers, big mailers, mini mailers. A forever nightmare. It's Ryan. And a bunch of years back, our Faith and Family Mortgage Team made a decision to only advertise on Christian radio. Our faith is a big deal to us. And so we figured it was a good place to start. And we haven't changed since. And here's the point. We're all in here on Word FM. We chose this station for a reason. We love this station. And if you choose to call, I think you'll find a team on the other end that wants to serve you specifically. Now, if I can just figure out the paper towel thing. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Why doing it right roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. A jacket may come in handy as we'll reach a low of 49. Mostly sunny skies for tomorrow. A great day to be outside. We'll see a high of 69. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low once again of 49. Saturday, some sunshine will give way to clouds with a passing shower in the afternoon. A little bit cooler with a high of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. past, we have perhaps exchanged tense words about grilled cheese. You and I? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a low bar, isn't it? When you're exchanging tense words about a grilled cheese sandwich. It tells you that we're concerned about the important things. Right. It's a well-worn relationship if you mm-hmm. get to that level, yeah. right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I appreciate that. Um, so I'm going to take advantage of oh, great. the depth of our friendship come back by bringing it, it up again. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought of you when I was looking at the Washington Post this morning, mm-hmm. um, an article on how to make a better grilled cheese. Okay. And I thought, you know, we're at we're at a stable enough place. Yeah. We've now invited Christy mm-hmm. into our friendship. Mm-hmm. and. We're going to talk about grilled cheese today, and I I want us to be respectful. Right. And I would say that this is the beginning. Wouldn't you say this is the beginning of grilled cheese season? I think you're right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because you don't want a grilled cheese in July. Not particularly. No, that's, that's, that's a little... It's too much. Would you do some grilled cheese and some tomato soup? Oh, Isn't that yes, nice? I that's would. a good combo. Huh? Yes, I would. Yeah, wait, Christy, are you a fan? All day, every day. Hey, there you go. Bring we it, lady. We should that at the interview. Yeah, we should. <laughs> right. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness God knew right. that what we were going to leave out. She could have said, supplied I, our I, needs anyway. I'd prefer a Hot Pocket. And then, uh, oh. In today's Washington Post, yeah. um, the author of the piece, who's not named, uh, or perhaps the, it just didn't print out appropriately. I can't quite see. <laughs> it's the Washington Post, okay? Either way. The writer says there's usually at least one thing you can do to help transform a good sandwich into a great one. Hmm. I'm not necessarily talking about overhauling your strategy. Instead, just a couple tips for taking it to the next level. Number one. All right. Tips. Use shredded cheese. Have you ever tried that? I have. Oh, what do you think? I am not a fan. Okay, I've never tried that. It makes it a little too messy. What, does it make a globular kind yeah. of? Yep. Mm. I don't want that. Plus, I would believe that shredded cheese, to me at least, is a cheaper cheese. Yeah, well, what about if you shred your cheese, though? You get it in a block and then you shred it. I mean, I'm not going to do That's too much work. I think so. I always shred my cheese. What? It's so much better. It tastes so much better. What? Because it doesn't have, they, you know, they put this, they put coating on it to keep it from sticking together, and it takes, the cheese tastes like garbage. She's what? so bougie. Yeah. I, uh, listen. <laughs> bougie. It, it, it's a two ninety nine cheese grater. It's not like. Yeah, but then you got to clean the inside it's and not the that outside. Bad. you got to use the scrunch. I'm just telling you, you should do it. Anyway, but I don't do that with grilled cheese anyway. Okay. Upgrade your fat what upgrade your fat don't miss an opportunity to add more flavor to your grilled cheese okay after spending years using neutral oils i've mostly switched to other options i find more exciting says the writer oils the two, like- the two i flip-flop on are salted butter and mayonnaise both give my sandwiches more flavor color and crispness than something like canola oil no wait your wait feelings a hundred percent. I've never even considered using canola. I think that's a horrible right? idea to use canola. You oil. use butter on your yeah. grilled cheese. I use butter. Do you? I use butter. Yeah, yeah of me course. Too. Who yeah. does? Okay. Do you put butter in your skillet, or do no. you just butter butter the bread? The bread. Yeah, Christy. Just butter the bread. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't see any reason to put butter in the skillet. Where are those Skillet's people from? Skillet's just hot. No. Right. Have you ever tried mayonnaise? Never. That sounds disgusting. I have heard good things about it. Oh, I can't what, do it. Wait a second. I have. At one minute you're getting uh, the uh, coaster stains off your uh, that works. That was table, yesterday, right? And uh-huh. now, and then you're going to wash your hair and then make a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. It's like mayonnaise is like the mayonnaise catch-all for wonderful. everything. I also, for the last uh, three Thanksgivings, have put uh, covered oh. covered my Thanksgiving turkey with mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, I get that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. This okay. By um, also, uh, it says uh, for an even more over-the-top option, grab your jar of rendered bacon fat and use that <laughs> oh come on really? i've heard that i bet that's well, i bet that's that be, delicious that'd be fabulous. and then pick up an ice pick and stick it in your heart it's about the same thing <laughs> griddle the inside of the bread first this tip goes hand in hand with using shredded cheese the writer says by giving the sides of the bread that will eventually be in the interior of the sandwich an initial toast in the skillet you can kind of jump start the cheese melting process with the residual heat that's too much can we just make a grilled cheese sandwich, please? Okay, so the to me, the sogginess is part of the charm. No, I like a crisp one. But on the inside. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't of think I need the inside bread of the bread to be crispy. No. Okay. Make a heat dome for the sandwich. <laughs> now, I do this, yeah. right? You put a lid over the sandwich so it keeps the heat in oh, yeah, and sure. then melts your cheese. That's fine. I don't feel like that's really kicking it up. I feel mm-hmm. like that's not like Pretty basic. basic. What, they're saying butter and a heat dome. I mean, I can do both those things. Add crunch on the outside. Yep. 
Sometimes my favorite part of a grilled cheese is when some of the cheese accidentally falls out and crisps up on the outside of the bread, which is I delicious. Agree. Yeah. Well, you can be much more intentional by adding shredded or sliced cheese to the skillet first before placing the bread on it. Mm. You will get a shattering cheese crisp on the outside of the sandwich. I'm all for that. Very, very nice. All for it. That sounds I never fun. thought about yeah. it. That's good. Okay. Um, use up your condiments. Swiping one of your favorite condiments across your bread is one of the easiest ways to add instant pop. Perhaps harissa. Mm. What is that? I don't know what that is. What's harissa? Chili crisp, relish, sriracha. That sounds good. Mustard. Uh, someone here likes hot honey. Mm. Someone here likes pepper jelly. Um... Or mayo on the inside, Jeez, so it doesn't disappear. Again, right. okay. What do you think? Now I don't. I'm fine. I don't want. I don't want mustard anywhere near my. I'm doing cheese. mustard on mine. Here's what I'm doing. I told this before. Grilled cheese with bacon, bread. tomato, mm-hmm. and mustard. Where are you putting the mustard? Inside. Before you cook it. No. That's After wrong. The fact. See, that's where, that's how we got in the fight. The Takes first one time. second. You when Boom. you have your grilled cheese done and it's all melty, delicious. You don't take it apart quickly. No. Just one second. It's, well, it's not Let's one it second. Work. It's like 30 seconds, and by then you've chilled the inside and you've lost the goop. Chilled it? No. Christy, Christy what are you your putting comment? on? I'm, I'm not putting mayo. You can't open it. That's just like a no-no. And mayo? Come it's on. American. Come on. No mayo. What about mayo. mustard? Would you mustard. No, oh, mustard? No, I won't do that either. Okay. That's no. weird. Bacon? Uh, bacon and tomato all day. Yeah, it, there you but go. If it's inside from the start, you're yes. not putting it on after right, it's already done. If I have to, if I have to, fine. Right, okay, what about hot honey? Have you ever tried no, hot honey? No, I'd be happy to have that. Oh, though. I had a pizza with hot honey. Yeah. Pepperoni pizza with hot honey. Like changed my whole outlook. It. What's hot honey? It's, it's honey heated up. Maybe it's hot mayonnaise. I'd go for that, right? Take a quick break, come back. What are we talking about? about? Oh, that segment. Mindful and your phone. And grilled cheese here on the right home. 101.5 WORD. This week on Truth For Life, we'll learn how to persevere in trials, how to determine if our faith is genuine, and how to deal with temptation. And through it all, we'll see the providential grace of God. Join us Monday through Friday here on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth for Life with Alistair Begg, tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. 
QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Cleanliness and safety are essential to the success of any business. That's why Cintas has introduced our Total Clean program, a one-of-a-kind service that includes scheduled deliveries of essential cleaning supplies, hygienically cleaned uniforms, and on-site sanitizer and disinfectant services to help eliminate germs. Learn what the Cintas Total Clean program can do for you. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. How often do you impulsively just reach for your phone? Oh, like in what amount of time? It's like a huge magnet that draws your hand towards your pocket or where you're sitting in a chair or a couch. As if spending 40 seconds with your own thoughts is impossible. It's a quote from Bill Duane, who's a Google executive who meditates. He says this. He's a Google executive who's in charge of getting us to keep looking at our yes, phones. Well, he says this. If you are drawn to your phone, ask yourself, am I checking the phone for information I need to make a connection out of boredom to escape the present moment? If you don't really need to check your phone, then just leave it alone. Notice the urge to get online arise and eventually subside. So now there are people, right, in this world that we live in now who have become mindfulness experts on helping you tamp down your fear and anxiety of this age that we live in and to help us exorcise the phone from our daily life. I think it's really necessary. Mm-hmm. How many times... My phone... I, I'm. I don't care. I mean, this is just my life. My phone is probably never more, no exaggeration, than six inches from me. Never. Mm-hmm. I mean, day and night, 24-7. Which is, if you would have told me this 20 years ago, I would have thought, what, what are you talking right, about? That's ridiculous. It's a sickness. But there it is. And I, I think that I'm probably in the majority here, that most people probably follow along. Would you agree? I'm sorry to say I would absolutely agree because I'm the same way. All right, Christy? I'm the same way. Dang it. So it spans time and generations, does it mm-hmm. not? Yep. The phone has become such a ubiquitous part. It's in a, it's our appendage, right? Yep, it is. Will they look at us 100 years from now and go, what a bunch of clucks? What were they thinking about? What, what will happen when the phone somehow becomes something other than what it is? Because eventually it probably will be, right? 
I mean, well, they've been saying, you know, remember the Google glasses, mm-hmm. right? The, the phone will be part of our right. this. It's already in a uh, non-physical sense. That's what it is. We see life through this. So if the if we were if the Google if the Google Glass were to become a thing, then it would just be a physical manifestation of what's already happened. Right. Okay. You want to hear something weird? Hmm. I, I'm not a theologian. And I'm not saying that I believe this, but it's something that I have wondered. The very first chapter of Revelation, mm-hmm. where it says, you know, uh, we'll see Jesus coming on the clouds and every eye will see him. I started to wonder if that means that it'll be on our phones. The cloud. Mm-hmm. I the do. Phone. I didn't, I don't mean him coming on the clouds. It's like iCloud. I'm not saying well, that, that. that's kind of but the I'm same thing. I'm just saying the every eye will see him because I don't. You know, John is obviously, that was a vision that was given to him of things that would happen. So there were things that were outside of his own time. Right. And so he was trying to put into words things that his culture had not yet seen. So I'm just wondering. I've I've often thought, and, you know, I started to think about that when I was in the Far East a year and a half ago. I couldn't believe, I was in Indonesia, I was on the top of a mountain, it took... It took an almost a 90-minute drive out of the city to get to this place. It was remote. And when I got up there, the community was so welcoming, and I was shocked to see that every person had a phone. And they were on their phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought, I don't know if these people have enough to eat, and they'll have a phone. So it just made me think this is, like, way more... Central. Uh, yeah. I was at the beach last week. I mean, I was literally in, in paradise, it felt like. And the few people that I saw were walking down the beach barefoot with their bathing suits on, with their heads down, looking at the phone as they were walking. So I don't know. I mean, but that point that you just made about revelation. So, what you know, when you get like, uh, you ever get like an amber alert on your phone? Mm-hmm. Sure. And the phone makes a crazy yep. noise and you reach and you look and you go. And every, if, if you're at home with your family, right. everybody, everybody gets it. it. So, I mean, I, I don't say that that's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, anything can happen here, right? So then will it be people get ready? I don't know. <laughs> right? I mean. I don't know. It's, it's just... It, until these came into our world, none of us could have imagined the change that they would bring. All right. Now, Christy, there you are, 27 years old. You've lived in a world where there has never been, right? You've always had this. Now, uh, we... I How old re- were you when you got a phone? Um, seventh grade. Okay. Was that a thing in your family? Was that like a decision that everybody made? Was it just that's what happens when you're... You're the youngest, right? Uh, yeah, I'm the youngest. I was playing sports. And I got left at school one day, so it was, like, decided that I should probably get a cell phone. Yeah. Right. For safety purposes. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I can remember when there wasn't a phone. Yeah. Right? And our Although excitement. I have a hard time remembering what it was like. But don't I you remember, remember your it, first phone? Yes. Like your first yes. real phone? I do remember my first real phone, but I don't remember what my life was like before it. Right. I have my, I mean, I have my first, like, phone which was like this blue little Nokia. Mine was red. Yep. And I thought, oh my god, this is incredible. I got a phone. But then you make a leap forward to your first to your first iPhone, which it was the it's major game changer. Your first smartphone was like, yeah. Right. Yeah, the smartphone changed everything. 
and it's only been two decades. I don't know. I just think it's something. It's something to continue to remind ourselves of, right? Would it be, you know, so the phone is six inches from me and reflectively, you know, you're watching something on television and you wonder about something. So we live in an age where every, almost every question can be answered. Almost. I'm watching Clarkson's farm last night with my husband. Yeah. And he, it's harvest and he's harvesting the rapeseed. And I said to Eric, what's a rapeseed? What's rapeseed? And he was like, I don't know. Pick so, it up. There it is. Check it out. Get the definition. Oh, okay. And go back to watch the show. Right. Or get lost in your phone and forget about the show. <laughs> we did go back and watch the show, but that's also, that's an ancillary problem, right? right? Is whenever you go to look something up, then you go down a rabbit hole and it's 90 minutes later. So before the phone, people were always preoccupied with other things, but now because it's so immediate and so in front of us, you know, the, you know, um, the English have something like this. Will there be like, you know, the English have the ministry of loneliness. Will we evolve into an age of the ministry of mindfulness and that we have to be brought back to our senses in a way to stay away from the fantasy of the ethereal of the phone life as opposed to the reality of who we are? Or will there's will something happen? You know, you think about massive hacking or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a nuclear explosion where all of a sudden we don't have access to our flare. phone. Right. Something like that where we're all knocked off our phones and we're forced to, like we used to, engage with each other face-to-face as a community. How weird will that be? And you and I are on the road. Oh. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy's the road. The road. Right. That, that's walk- it. Right. You and I are walking along. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to this. And I don't. It, it, to be honest, I don't even know what the question is. But I just know that there is a, a sickness, an addiction amongst us that separates us from ourselves First, from those that we love, and then ultimately from God, because we're too busy looking up uh, rapeseed yeah, right. or, you know, right. what's a dairy okay, queen. Okay, so I have to say, I have to put in a plug, though, for Andy Crouch's book, that little orange book that I dislike so much. And you know why I dislike it? Why? Because it's, it's so truth. convicting and right. it's truthful. The te- His new one's The Techwise Family. Mm-hmm. What's it? What's it? The te- I don't know. Look it up. It's orange. Yeah. It's Andy Crouch's book, and it's the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just an indictment of ourselves. Oh, and we're happy to share that with you. I can't believe you brought that up. Now I feel terrible. I have a grilled cheese or some mayonnaise. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about that and how it will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, inflation's been over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings could be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kenotic and the Accurate Solutions Group team, call or text INFLATION to 412-515-3555. That's inflation to 412-515-3555. Inflation, you can't stop it, but you may be able to minimize its impact on your retirement. Call or text inflation to 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, 
wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. If you think vaccines alone will protect you from COVID-19, think again. More breakthrough cases of COVID variants show that vaccinated people are still vulnerable to the deadly disease. To be safe, monitor regularly for fever as it's the leading sign of COVID-19. Use Exergen, the only thermometer scientifically proven to detect fever. And beware of non-contact devices that miss five out of six fevers. Remember, vaccines are not... Not enough. So protect yourself and your family with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Learn more at Exergen.com. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Last time you thought about the tooth fairy? Well, probably the last time my child lost a tooth. Right, right. So that's a, probably a decade ago. So I'm, I'm looking online. Maybe not that much. Less than a decade. The average gift from the tooth fairy dropped to two dollars and ten cents last year. It dropped. What does yeah. that mean? Down forty-two cents from the average gift was two hundred and fifty. Two dollars and fifty cents. Two dollars and fifty cents for a tooth? Yeah. Who leaves $2.50, first of all? Who's leaving spare change under your kid's pillow? Unless it's just a quarter. Because that's what we would get, would, a dime or a quarter. You mean that when you were a kid, you would yeah, get that? Right. What about when your kids were... Oh, a quarter. I think I gave them a quarter. I don't yeah. think there was any adjustment for inflation. No, no. I think I got Christy? a quarter. I got like $5. Five <laughs> I swear, I got like a couple bucks, yeah. That is bougie. Really? That <laughs> that's, is... A, that's a bougie fairy. So in this piece I'm seeing, someone said, my kid came home and said the that his buddy got 20 bucks per tooth. I, I don't think I got that much. 20 Wait bucks? Minute. Wait, we're, we're like out of the mainstream. Yeah. The most common amount left under the pillow by the tooth fairy is a dollar. Most children find that's more easy, money. Because yeah. you reach into your wallet and you got a dollar. Yeah. Most children find more money under the pillow for their first lost baby tooth. 35% of people who were surveyed allow the children three or four sugary drinks a day. Dennis say that's too much. So that you're engaging the tooth fairy. Wait, wait, what is it? Wait, go back to the sugary drinks? Yeah. What's that? Just in the survey. They took the survey about, you know, what do you, you know, what's the tooth fairy like from the Wall Street Journal? Okay. 35% of those surveyed allow their children three to four sugary drinks a day. First what? of all, that's a lot. Second of all, what is, does that have to do with the tooth fairy? Because or, you get a cavity, the tooth falls out, you, you know. Well, you don't get, thing. your tooth doesn't fall out because you have a cavity. Same kind of thing, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it's. I mean, you I don't know. think it's the same. Thing. Didn't you, wasn't it the worst when you were a little kid and your tooth got loose and yeah. you thought, "Oh no, 
And then you start twisting oh, no. it. You know what? And then, oh, no, no, it's one of my skills in life. Uh, you know what? Tooth out. You just yeah. you just pull that sucker out. Gee. Yep. I'm your friend. Then you get that little hole. You got a loose tooth. You come see me. Isn't that cool? That little hole. You go, what goes on there? Right? Yeah. Christy doesn't like that. You're lucky I didn't know you when you were No, that, just, that grosses me out. Yeah. Yeah. But so you just let it hang there. I have no idea. I don't remember. You just let you it don't. hang there and just like that, suffer that's it. Torture. No, I'm sure you, my dad pulled it out for me. Because then you eat something and it's kind of like flapping around. It's the worst. The worst. Have a grilled cheese and then it'll come out in the grilled cheese. Right? That actually would work pretty well. Christy, look at that. That's a good idea. Or how about this? How about a Rice Krispie treat? Oh, there you go. I'm going to remember all this for my future kids. Yes, please. Or an apple. When you were away, John, we talked about a new fitness craze, which is people are eating prior to their workout. Rice Krispie treats. Oh, that's nice. And so Christy and, Christy and I both agreed, that's just a bad idea. Yeah. Hey, don't give your kid five bucks. No, and don't okay. eat Rice Krispie treats before you work right. out. A quarter will suffice. A buck if you're like feeling pretty happy about things. But jeez. The Tooth Fairy, coming soon to a pillow near you. your smart speaker at wordfm.com the word fm app iheart tune in and on odyssey in your car or at home too at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh with srn news i'm john scott Mexican authorities are now moving to expel haitians who have been gathering in large numbers at a border town along the rio grande more from Jennifer King. Haitian migrants who've been camping in Mexico in a riverside park in Ciudad Acuna awoke surrounded by Mexican security forces as a helicopter thundered overhead. A fence line and a line of state police vehicles funneled migrants back to the crossing point they've been using all week. Dozens of families opted to hustle into the river and cross the border to Texas, calculating it was better to take their chances with U.S. authorities. Meanwhile, Mexican National Guard and immigration agents led overnight raids at hotels in Ciudad Acuna where Haitian migrants had been staying. People who were detained were let out with their hands secured behind their backs and loaded into a van. I'm Jennifer King. On Wall Street, all three major indexes now up over 1%. This is SRN News. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and about the content of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 25th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 25th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing 
fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And we're back with Limu, Emu, and Doug for the final question. Category is things you climb. All right, Limu, what do you think? You sure? We're going with Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Oh, so close. We were looking for stairs. Huh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Food Network and Discovery Plus are the go-to destinations for out-of-this-world holiday-themed programming with edge-of-your-seat competitions and mind-blowing edible creations. One of my family's favorite competitions is Halloween Wars, and it kicked off Sunday, September 19th. Once again, it has an elite panel of judges, including cake decorator Shinman Lee and Food Network star Eddie Jackson. It's Halloween Wars, and to hear my interview with Eddie Jackson, head over to TheEntertainmentAnswer.com. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. A jacket may come in handy as we'll reach a low of 49. Mostly sunny skies for tomorrow. A great day to be outside. We'll see a high of 69. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low once again of 49. Saturday, some sunshine will give way to clouds with a passing shower in the afternoon. A little bit cooler with a high of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for being with us here for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. You know when you you invite a, a handyman into your house, a contractor? Yes. Whether it's a plumber or an electrician, right? I mean, they become in some ways, if they're sticking around for a few hours or even a day or weeks maybe sometimes or months, part of the fabric of the house, right? They just Their, their presence is known. There's someone else in the house. There's a story I saw about a guy, uh, his name is Kev Crane, who lives in the UK, and he's a 49-year-old plumber, and he always sings along on the job. He brings his radio with him, so while he's working, you know, in the bathroom or whatnot, uh, he's, you know, doing his work, and he's just sing- belting out a tune that goes on the radio. So there he is uh, a few months back, and he's uh, in someone's house. And it just so happened the guy's uh, house he was in was a record producer who owned his own record label. Now, Kev Crane didn't know that. He was belting out um, the talking heads burning down the house. And so uh, this guy who uh, owns the record company thought to himself, that's a fully formed voice. So the guy went into the uh, plumber's, uh, into the bathroom and started talking to the plumber. And he said, Hey, man, I like what I hear. What's the story? So they went back and forth and back and forth. And so this guy, Kev Crane, who had worked as an upholsterer before, whenever he was in his early 20s, was part of a band. But he had to leave that aside. But during the pandemic, for like a lot of people, not able to work, 
he went back into his um, computer and set up a little home recording studio. So Kev Crane, the plumber, just happened to have eight tracks of music, of songs that he was working on. And so he brought them to he brought this, these uh, eight tracks of these songs to this guy whose bathroom he was working on. And before you know it, he was signed to a record deal, an independent label. And now the thing has kind of taken off. I mean, you can't make something up like that. That's what Kev Crane said. He said, you never, ever think something like this is going to happen to you. And he said, I knew, this is an article in, in today's Washington Post. He said, I... I it's not that I didn't know he was a record producer. I just never, ever imagined he'd be interested in what I was doing yeah. or in me singing. I mean, people's dreams happen in some crazy ways. Right. And you just think, you, if you don't believe in God and that there is a sovereign hand that guides your life, I don't know. You just feel like you were a, like a, a, in a pinball game. Right. Or that's a happy accident. Or... Or that's an unhappy accident, depending on what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Or what a coincidence. But there it is. I mean, again, you see God working in oddly mysterious ways. And so Kev Crane, the singing plumber, um, I'm sure he's on Spotify or any place where you can stream. You can check him out, right? So he's done three bathrooms. Yeah. Right? Uh, for Mr. Connolly, who's the record producer. And uh, uh, Mr. Connolly said, well, if all else fails, he's still a great plumber. The bathrooms look fantastic. <laughs> That's funny stuff. That really is. Yep. That's uh, an article by Sydney Page mm-hmm. in the Washington Post. All right. So what's it like for you when you have somebody in your house, a contractor? Well, I'm about to find out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, now, wait, you're going to go. No, look, as long as I've known you, one of the things you've always talked about was I come to your house and, you know, we gather with friends and you go, this kitchen of mine is so tiny, I'm so over it. Mm-hmm. So you've been thinking about this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And now soon, and very soon, mm-hmm. contractors are going to come into your house and they're going to knock down some walls. Mm-hmm. They're going to knock down your dining room wall. Yep. And you're going to flip-flop what was once the dining room will now be the kitchen. Right. That's scary. It is scary. It's going to be crazy town. How long is it going to last? Three months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And what's what's going to be in where the kitchen is now? So the kitchen, I have a very, as you already expressed, small. a very small kitchen. Tiny. And it's it's a small footprint. And there's also just no, there, I have like three foot of counter space and that's it. Yeah. That's the total thing. Um, so you're using the stove to work Yeah, you use of, the right? stove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got one of those flat top stoves, you yeah. know, electric top. So you'd kind of have another counter. Yeah. Anyway, so that, uh, the wall's going to disappear. And so the, what's currently the kitchen and the dining room is together going to become the kitchen. Okay. So I'm not going to have a dining room anymore. Right. So you're going to have like a, like a, a breakfast nook or something like that? There's not really enough room for that. Okay. But there's going to be a nice long run of counter. But no dining room? No dining room. Where are you going to eat? So the what, what's now my family room, like my hangout room, Okay. is going to – a portion of that, which has a bathroom in it now, which is going to go away, is going to become a dining room. So kind that's of, why yeah, so guys like, are going to be there for several months. Yeah, it's going to take a long time. So I would imagine, knowing you, because you're loquacious, that you're going to get to know these guys pretty darn good. I, I would think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Scott, he's the guy who's in charge. When's it happen? Uh, it starts uh, the 19th of October. Uh-huh. 
All right. Well, maybe there'll be some singing going on. Or maybe not. Right. I could. We could offer him. I don't. I really don't have anything to offer him. I was going to say he. This guy offered the plumber a record contract. I don't have anything to offer. Scott. So while you're downstairs, is being totally torn up. Uh huh. Where are you living? On, only on the second floor, second and third floor, <laughs> with no kitchen. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. just Eric and I and the cats. So we talked about this. So you were talking about getting like a George Foreman grill, right? I did get an air fryer. Okay, but I got a small one. And after Christy told me that they, maybe I, I'm yeah, like regretting one. the fact that I didn't get a bigger one because hers is a pressure pressure cooker. Yeah, it's a pressure cooker and an uh, air fryer in one. Yeah, I didn't get that. I got the cheap one that was on sale on Amazon. Right. So wait, no. So then that means Thanksgiving's out and right. Christmas. Well, there's That's a great the, excuse. Their hope, yeah. Thanksgiving's definitely out. They're they're hoping that the the actual kitchen will be done, like we could use it at Christmas, but it's not going to be like, there's probably going to be stuff hanging from the ceiling. It's not going to be like we want to have people over, but at least we'd have a sink and a refrigerator to use, right? which is more than what we're going to have. Okay, so you see this on the, you know, all the home renovation shows. Will you yourself, that first day they arrive, are you picking up a sledgehammer? No, they don't, they don't want me to do that. They, they don't. don't. They're not interested in our involvement. This is not property, brothers. No, <laughs> I mean, I, there's some thrill of that, right? Of taking a hammer to and your house and knowing that someone's going to like you know cover your mistakes. Yeah, there is no offer of gee, Kathy. How about you help us in demo? I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, just want, don't you want to like paint something on the I wall? I think there's or? a moment when you're a professional where you'd like the amateurs to get out of the yeah, way. That's right. I guess that's true. I mean, because, you know, you're watching Property Brothers or whatnot, and we're all attuned to that, the the cheap thrill of destroying your abode. Listen, have we've watched it a lot, and it's enjoyable. Yeah. I'm surprised that you're not going to, like, take it up. Uh, however, it's not going to take 26 minutes to complete like it <laughs> right. does on Property Brothers. for $3,000. Ex- Listen, and just in case any of you are wondering, and I've said this before in the air, but I just need to say it again, when they talk about how much things cost, oh, where, on that the property does not, shows. yeah, on, on any of those HGTV shows, they're not labor's free yeah because they're doing it right so they're talking materials only so take whatever number they're they're talking about and double it oh easily double it or more but definitely double it because that's what the project would cost. all right well we look forward to the updates october 19th is the red letter day as right is that a monday i don't know when it is all right well, stay tuned for it's those gonna updates. be ugly you guys hopefully at the end it'll be beautiful but there's gonna be a lot of bad times right. what about if i sleep here in the studio a lot of bad times no you, what you'll do be doing is a lot of grubhub a lot of takeout yeah right for sure you may gain a few pounds during the remodel <gasps> i don't don't think we need to be talking just about saying. that i'm just saying take a quick break tulfa harris is going to be with us next she is one of pittsburgh business times 30 under 30 a very interesting project she's working on we want to hear her story and uh, her life here in the city of pittsburgh tulfa harris next here on the ride home Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New new music. Come what may, new music from We Are Messengers. Relate from For King and Country. Can you, can you relate? And every morning, new from Pittsburgh's own Aaron Schutz. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. As everyone knows, home values have skyrocketed. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity. Why not use your home's equity to upgrade your house? 
How about a new pool in your backyard or a new kitchen? Turn your home's equity into cash with a cash-out refinance loan from Cash Call Mortgage. If your mortgage interest rate doesn't start with a 2, we may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash. See just how low our rates are at CashCallMortgage.com. Get started on upgrading your house with a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com. Or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care, Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. The nation of Haiti is in crisis. 18 months of COVID-19 induced food shortages. An earthquake and tropical storms have pushed children and families to the brink of starvation. Sometimes when I don't have anything to give them, they'll cry and tell me they're hungry. And I have to tell them that I don't have anything. But you can make a difference. We are so blessed to live in the country that we live in. And if you're able to give anything, any small amount would help. Food for the Poor has stood with Haitian families for 35 years. And with your help, together we can help them through this difficult time by giving them what they need most, food. Your generous gift will allow Food for the Poor and our church partners to feed starving children and families. $150 gives enough food to feed 25 children for the next month. Please help answer their prayers and cries for help. Click the Red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com or on your cell. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Or click the Red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. Life is cool. It's big. A lot of people grab life and they squeeze every ounce of it. Tolfa Harris is with us. She is one of those people. She is the Pittsburgh Business Times 30 Under 30. Also, she's an author, an entrepreneur, founder of Sustainable, here to join us today to talk about any number of things. Hey, Tolfa, how you doing? Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, doing our pleasure. Good. You make a lot out of the same 24 hours of the day that I have. Uh, that wasn't the first time I heard that. <laughs> I bet that's not. I bet that's true. Okay, so let's go back a little. I don't want to go to the very beginning, but I know you grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, I want to hear first off, I was going to ask you about how you ended up in Pittsburgh, but that's a little further down the path. Um, I read an article about you that talked about this gap year that you did, which kind of, I don't know, helped you to flesh out the entrepreneurship that was kind of always in you. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So right before I went to college at UNC, I won the Global Gap Year Award. And it is a scholarship where they send about seven students like anywhere in the world for two semesters. Um, to Do you get to pick? For six months. Yeah, we got to pick. We caught, literally we spun the globe and wherever our finger landed is where we went. No That's way. So cool. OK, so where did you go? I went to Ecuador um, and I worked in the Amazon rainforest and the jungle. Whoa. Um, I got chased down by monkeys after six weeks and I was like, it's time to go. <laughs> so, this experiment's first, over. Yeah, it was, it was over. It was over at that point. So the first company, the first country that accepted me was Jamaica and that's where I spent the rest of my gap year. Fabulous. So go back even further than Tulfa. Talk about your mom and dad. I mean, what was that like? What were they talking to you like as you were being raised? 
Yeah, so both of my parents are scientists. Um, so literally, my mother read me chemistry books in the womb, <laughs> and they raised me um, in the books. Uh, my dad worked at Disney World, so he really instilled in me that there is no limit. Um, so it was a bunch of creativity, entrepreneurship, and and science like minded from the beginning okay. around our house. All right, and you knew even when you were a little kid that you wanted to invent things or or make stuff happen yes and what did that what what like what shape did that take in the mind of an eight-year-old well it was what I could get my hands on um so lemonade came out I mean I didn't invent lemonade of course but it was the first thing that I could um, manipulate the recipe and try to sell um and I know I one summer I went to an inventor's camp and we built robotics cars and things like that and from there it just took the shape of creating things and finding loopholes that I could fix or help solve problems really interesting so then how do you find yourself in Pittsburgh what's the uh, the entrance here like uh, I got accepted into a program called Venture for America and it takes uh, select entrepreneurs around the U.S. and places them in cities that are on the edge of entrepreneurship um, and my placement was here in Pittsburgh as an entrepreneurship hub manager at a local CDFI. Interesting. Okay, what's a CDFI? Uh, Bridgeway. Got it. And it's a community development financial institution. Okay. So we uh, give loans um, and small business development assistance throughout Pittsburgh and Western PA. That's Talfa Harris. She's one of Pittsburgh Business Times 30 Under 30. She's an author, an entrepreneur, founder of Sustainable, which let's talk about that next. Um, Sustainable, talk about the organization. And first off, where'd you get the idea? So, I, I mean, I live within and breathe entrepreneurship. I work with small business owners um, throughout my career. I've mentored them. And I found that sometimes we all know our trade, but we all don't know how to manage that into a business. Um, and so it was built. I know it's like you said, it's 24 hours in a day. So Sustainable is a platform where people can run their ideas, their business model through an online assessment and get instant feedback and recommendations and scores on how viable it is, um, how economically sustainable it will be, and recommendations on how they can improve or implement their business model. So the idea kind of came out of like helping business owners build better businesses faster. (laughs) Right. And so what's that like? You're drilling down into people. Are you finding people or are they coming to you? How does that exchange happen? They're coming um, to me. It's an online platform. So they can log on, um, take the assessment, and they'll get instant recommendations. So it's, it's automated, um, and it's completely hands-off. Wow. Wow. Okay. And did you develop the software for it? Yes. Okay. Great. Wow. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Okay. Talfa, talk about um, what you feel like uh, – What is the what can the entrepreneur bring – You know, there's so many, there's a lot of criticism right now of people who are in business, especially once you start to bring in a lot of cash, is that once you start to have an income of a high level, all of a sudden you're the bad guy, you're the man that we all need to, you know, despise, or we need to, you know, tax extra, or we need to say, well, you know, the man should handle that. Um, And, you know, the man, Uh, I'm using that in air quotes for those of you listening on the radio. So what, what do we need to know, those of us who aren't entrepreneurs, about what entrepreneurs bring to culture? Hmm. I mean, complete innovation, entrepreneurship, I think is all about 
finding a problem and solving it. Um, and there's, of course, money that comes with fixing people's problems. <laughs> but it's also the small business owner, I think, owning a corner shop, um, just trying to make a living. Yeah. So it, it it's definitely uh, it can contribute to the economy, no matter if like they're making less than 100k in revenue or more. Um, I think that if good, great entrepreneurs put their team first and make sure that in terms of their livelihoods, they're they're set and ready to go. Um, and that's what will drive a business forward in terms of the, the entrepreneurs work culture that they're establishing, but also the culture around them and the ecosystem that they exist in and their physical space. Excellent. I mean, it, it feels good to thrive, doesn't it? No matter what your business is, no matter what you're doing throughout the day, if you feel good about what you're doing, and of course for you, Talfa, if you're helping those people thrive, that's a win-win for everybody. It must feel great. Yes, I, I love it. I love the economic development. My whole mission and goal is to create jobs and create opportunities. So that's why I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk now about your, your recent project. Now, you're an author as well. And, you know, uh, our friend Chris Buda, uh, he said, hey, you should talk to Talfa. Uh, she's, she's an author and she's got this Bible series for kids. Tell us about this. Yeah, um, first, thanks to Chris. Chris is great. Um, so my way of giving back um, is through ministry. So I have a, a business called Ancient Path Adventures, and it's all about biblical education. Um, and through it, we create board games, uh, card games. We just released a mobile app and now this book series, um, all focused around biblical education um, for children and also family, adults as well. Uh, so this, I just had a one, I have a one-year-old now. I can't say it anymore. I just had a baby. I have a one-year-old. <laughs> um, and I, I wanted to explain the Bible to her in very simple and easy terms, basically. Yeah. But I know she wasn't going to read the KJV Bible with me. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, I made a book for her and uh, I decided to share it and publish it um, with others. Wait, no, that's so, it's, it's something to say. I made a book for her, but I mean, there's a lot that goes into making a book, right? I mean, you know, and there are a lot of bad kids books. There are a lot of bad books written for adults, but there are also a lot of bad kids books. Yeah. So, what's that journey mm -hmm. like? You say I'm going to make a book. How does that even start? Uh, it's, it's definitely a journey. Um, I she actually chose pictures, so I, I put pictures like on the screen to see what would attract her, and she would like point them out. That's she cool. loves animals. Um, and so a lot of the books is, is really vivid, literally, I guess, formatted by a one-year-old <laughs> on the, the illustrations. And the words, uh, the, the whole concept comes straight from scripture. So I can't take credit for writing the Bible, um, but I try to rewrite it as possible so that a one-year-old can understand in simple and easy um, words, as well as abiding by things like the, the index of like the, the common languages that children should know and things like Fabulous. that. So it does follow the format of biblical text, um, but it is simple enough for a baby to understand. So it's the baby's Bible series. It's a starter for children ages zero and up to understand biblical stories and values in the format of a board book with good illustrations to bring the Bible to life and stimulate the imagination, breaking down each chapter. They look super cute. I mm -hmm. see three here. Um, in the beginning, man and woman and the first sin. Um, which I don't know if the first sin has been tackled in a board book before now. And no, it, uh -huh. it is it's a hard feat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your your daughter's sort of the beta tester, right? And now you're, you've got a Kickstarter campaign. The hope is to do put this on like on a mainstream platform. Yeah. 
Yes, would love to run a first print with it. Um, and you were even thinking about subscription levels. So you'd get like one board book a month and, and walk through the Bible with your baby, basically. That's cool. Isn't that fun? And you, you're doing it at the perfect time because when you're with a one-year-old, you can kind of get in the head of a one-year-old. Yeah. But if you wait five years, you're not going to be in that space anymore. You know what I mean? So it's good to do it now. Yeah, I'm definitely along for the journey with her. <laughs> Good. Okay, awesome. so people are listening right now, are watching, and they want to be part of the Kickstarter Talfa. Uh, what should people do? Um, you can go to our website, ancientpathadventures.com. That's path, P-A-T-H, nice. adventures with an S. Um, and there's a pop-up that will take you to the Kickstarter link. Excellent. Okay, terrific. Well, Talfa, it's been a real pleasure to meet you. Yeah, 30 into 30. That's a very cool thing. Keep on keeping on there, right? Thank you as well. Yeah, our pleasure. Terrific. Talfa Harris, uh, yeah. you know, uh, entrepreneur. Uh, it's just really cool to see She's somebody grab something. She's a small business owner. Very she nice. does it all. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we've got much more ahead. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on Word FM. If credit card debt has you down, Nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496. Why doing it right roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example... Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800 391 0954 use promo code word for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com 
pastor, reserve your free tickets now for the 15th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Senior and associate pastors and their spouses are invited to experience this day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. Your free tickets are available now at wordfm.com slash pastors. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. Jacket may come in handy as we'll reach a low of 49. Mostly sunny skies for tomorrow. A great day to be outside. We'll see a high of 69. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies with a low once again of 49. Saturday, some sunshine will give way to clouds with a passing shower in the afternoon. A little bit cooler with a high of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. sense does what make sense the electric toothbrush or the battery powered toothbrush it's changed my life <laughs> the okay the battery powered toothbrush i'm in love with i mean i went on vacation and took it with me it's my it's everything it's it's two minutes. It's everything. It's everything. It's two minutes of focused, high-energy activity on your mouth and gums that your hand and your sort of wandering, kind of half-hearted effort to brush effectively will never achieve. I love it so much. My quip, right? That's my brand. And I turned you on to it. I love it. I, I mean, highly recommended. And I'm not even a dentist. I'm telling you, it's changed my life. Does it make sense to you? Yes. Oh, yes. Preach it. Preach Listen, it. Listen, what, what he said and more. Yeah. I can't. I thought you were nuts. No. You talked to me about that for so long. I was like, that does not make oh. sense. I can. Fr- I've brushed my teeth my mm-hmm. whole stinking life. Nope. I think I can continue on with the round motion with my... I used the quip one time. Oh. I was like... <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. You feel like you've never brushed your teeth before. Exactly. You've and been bad at it your whole life. Right. And at 30 second intervals, there's a little twist. So you move on. Yeah. So now your mouth is in quarters, right? Yeah. Boom, boom, Quadrants. Boom. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it, your mouth just feels like I, it's fresh and alive and clean and all is right and well with the world. I mean, and it sounds like a commercial spot, but it, I'm just saying. It's true. But it, my, it makes sense. It surely does. All right, does this make sense? Sprinkles. Like sprinkles. Jimmy's? Yeah. I mean, to me, the sprinkle or the Jimmy is kind of like a condiment for donuts or ice cream. And I don't need them. They just get in the way. They slow me down. They get on me. They make a mess. I don't want a sprinkle or a Jimmy. Just keep it clean and move on. Does that make sense? can't believe this, but Jimmy's do not make sense. I bingo. I can't believe we're agreeing. Exactly. Look, Thank you. Look, what do they provide? Nothing. It's just, it's like, it's like texture, but not the good kind. Uh, no. 
And it's like a color explosion, but more, it's just kind of like lint. Or, it just gets in the way. No, and it's just, it, it. sometimes they get stuck in your teeth, and that's unpleasant. Yeah. yeah. People, you go, you get your ice cream. You want a, you want some sprinkles? No, I don't want no, any I don't sprinkles. Want sprinkles. I just ordered ice cream. What do I want sprinkles for? Oh, for the first time there, Christy, oh, now she Christy is, wants to she's play. complaining yeah. loudly as though we're out of step. Yeah. What Does it make sense to you, Christy? Yes. What? WORD. When God delays the answer to prayer, it is because He's dealing with a national and corporate and individual sins that God is purifying His church, that God wants to prepare His church for great and mighty things, that God is working both judgment and righteousness for His bigger purpose. Make plans to join Dr. Michael Youssef this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and about the content of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 25th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 25th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's no secret that the Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh real estate market have exploded, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, for so long, it was easy to buy a house in our town. Really straightforward experience, but not so much anymore. Housing prices have really gone through the roof, and it's a seller's market. So, if you're looking to buy, United Faith Mortgage is a great tool in your toolbox. Their direct lender advantage, really, it's everything. It gives you the necessary help and the best deal possible on a new mortgage. Plus, the family behind United Faith Mortgage, they're open about their faith, and it's evident in how they live and especially how they do business. Hundreds and hundreds of happy people living in their dream house because of the excellence of United Faith Mortgage. Look online, United Faith Mortgage. It's a good family doing the right thing. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Isn't life just a a series of transitions, right? It's just how it is. Right? My sister told me when I was a kid, mm. she said, every good... St- no, well, she said it when I was a kid, but then she reiterated it when I had my first child. She said, this is what there is to remember about raising kids, is that every bad stage is followed by a good stage, and every good stage is followed by a bad stage. Bummer. <laughs> 
That's how it is. And then every bad stage is wrong. <laughs> Doug Bursch is back with us. Doug is co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington, the host and producer of the Fairly Spiritual Show radio program and podcast, author of Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us, What We Can Do About It. Doug, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Well, thanks. I mean, uh, we're better than you in some ways because uh, I've been following along with you and you've had yourself a tough week because another one's flown the coop. Yeah, I know. I, um, maybe the nest. I, Let's call it the nest, not the coop. Well, you know the problem with the nest, though? Don't you just build nests to have kids? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they're gone. Is it still a nest or what is it? No, but it's not. I think a, a lot of your listeners are dealing with this. Uh, college, mm-hmm. transition time, sending your kid off. We sent our third kid off to college. And uh, no matter, this is the third kid. I think I'd have this figured out. Is that your last kid? Uh, No, we've got one more coming. We've got a fourth. But the concept of just how difficult these transitions are, no matter how much you've prepared yourself for them, it's still amazingly difficult. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, John and I were talking about that a little bit, but to maybe help people with this, because we don't talk a lot about it in our culture, but almost everyone is going through some sort of transition like this. Kids marrying, moving out of state, those sorts of things, and the incredible toll it can have on your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when my uh, oldest went to college and I felt like I was pretty good with it until it the day that it was happening. And I remember uh, we left her at school and we were driving out. And of course, I was like, you know, heaving, sobbing, not like a couple tears, but like, you know, catastrophically crying. Yeah. yeah. And uh and my husband said he was now he was upset too, but he was not like heaving the same way I was. And he said, "So what are you thinking?" And I said out loud, "I'm thinking, what are we doing leaving her there?" <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, it just—it's a crazy it, transition. It isn't felt it? unnatural. It felt like I was being a bad parent. Like, like. Like, that's not what parents are supposed to do because there's so much of a transition. You don't realize in this next stage what parents are supposed to do because you've never done it. Yeah, and I, I think it's supposed to feel that radical. I remember with one, one of our daughters, I could see the look in her eyes as we were leaving that she didn't know anyone at this campus. Yeah. And that idea of this is not what we've been doing our whole life with gradual things, with connecting with each other, right. with it, it's just suddenly into the deep end of the pool. And I, I put down some things here of, uh, you know, ways to deal with this. And one of the things that I think you can do if you're in a, in the middle of a big transition, particularly with your kids is to be honest. Like sometimes we're worried about expressing how we feel, but it helps just to tell your kids this. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been here before. This is terrifying to me. And, and not that you're laying anything on them. Like I just, I've, I have nothing has prepared me for this moment. So in the coming weeks and months, I'm probably going to be awkward. I'm probably not going to do this right because I don't know what right is. And if you can have that kind of dialogue, I think it frees your kids to be able to communicate with you in honest ways. And I think sometimes we're afraid. We're afraid mm-hmm. we're going to say something to ruin the next relationship because now we're in a different season. But if you can develop talking in those ways, it's going to help you in the present. And it'll also help you in the future as more new things arise, marriages and kids and all these complications of how do I exist in my grown kids' lives. That's really good. Okay, I'll take that, Doug. Now, the good thing is, and I, and I, this is a blessing and a curse in some ways, is that as our kids have left and now we have the opportunity for our phones, 
I've I've tried to resist at every corner, although I do break down, texting my kids during the week and going, just checking in. Hey, not for them, but for me, right? Because I don't yeah. want, because, you know, when we were in college, I was gone. And the last thing I thought about was my mom and dad. And so now this thing allows me to sort of intrude on their life, which softens the blow of the transition, but in some ways might mess them up a little bit. Well, you know, I think this, again, though, is where honesty really works. Not that you're a dishonest person, John. But, hey. uh, the, the idea here is let your children know that. This is what I want to do. I want to connect with you all the time, but I'm afraid that's going to put too much on you. Now, again, if you are trying to be passive aggressive and you're trying to get answers from them you want, that's not really honesty. Right. But if you just generally say, because uh, sometimes some kids will be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. No big deal. They're used to text. You know, they'll ignore it. If there's, it's okay if I don't answer dad, is that right. fine? Yeah. Then you can have that dialogue. But I think a lot of parents get held hostage and we're so afraid but the reality is we're going to be living this out the rest of our life. So this is just the first transition and transitions are awkward. So I would really encourage people to just say those things. Like, am I texting you too much? Do you not want me to text you for a week? And if they're like, I don't want to make these decisions, then based on that kid, you may have to make those decisions. But I think as Christians, we're led by the Holy Spirit. We can pray. We don't have to be mm -hmm. afraid because yeah. fear is a terrible motivator being afraid. And if you are afraid with your relationship with your kids, that's not going to get better. So now is the time to admit to that. I'm afraid of messing this up. Uh, let me know what would be best to serve you. That's where you start having those dialogues because it's only going to get more the exaggerations of fear or of connection yeah. based on how we interact. Right. No, that's really good. We're talking to Doug Birch, co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church, Auburn, Washington, also the author of Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Um, if you're watching the show or if you're not watching the show, you sure can log on to YouTube and go to The Word Pittsburgh. You Look, Doug just waved. Very look, nice. I'll wave back. That's right. Um, because we've got Doug on Zoom. Okay, Doug, so I think... Your idea about being as honest with your kids as you can is so important. And I like the caveat you put on it. You're not trying to make them emotionally responsible for you. And I think that's the trick, right? Is that you have yeah. to, you know, be, and I learned this. <clears throat> of course, I was better at it the second time than I was the first time. When my second daughter went to school, I said, I, I said this all the time. I'm really going to miss you when you leave. I'm really yeah. going to miss you when you leave because I wanted her to know that and I wanted to be able to say it, but I wasn't saying it in a, like a pathetic way. Like that means <laughs> I don't want you to go to college. Right. You know what I mean? But so you have to find that happy medium between being honest and not making them feel like guilty. they, or feel guilty or the fact that they have to be responsible for their parents' emotional happy or, you know, psychological <laughs> happiness. Well, and this seg segments into, I actually had a couple points. Uh, normally, I'm just wandering around in our segments together. But the other idea is we need to know the different uh, needs. The need of our kids is often to be able to differentiate themselves from us, to be able to exist on their own, to have their own lives, and to be supported in that. That's the need for our kids. What are our needs? Our need is we are afraid that we won't have relationship anymore. So our need is how do I stay connected? How can I be a part of your life? Yeah. Those are different needs. And so the parent, that's usually what we're just trying to do is I don't want you to disappear. I want to be a part of your life. I don't know how to be a part of your life. But as we communicate that, it can sometimes come at the fact that we're judging them for the decisions they're making and how they're differentiating themselves from us. So it's very important to recognize those needs and to speak in those terms, to, to be clear, I'm supporting what you're doing. I'm fine with you, you know, being your own person. I'm just trying to figure out how to connect with you in the most positive way that supports you, that builds you up. And yes, 
your dad needs to have connection or your mom needs to have connection. I mean, when my kids leave, I'm, I'm bawling in their room thinking, how am I going to survive? Mm-hmm. Right. But eventually right. you survive. <laughs> eventually you make it. But I need them to know that, that I need to be a part of their life, but I want to support them as clearly their goal is to grow in, and have a larger view of the world than just being at home with their parents. Right. To be independent, fully formed, right? Now, you, know, yeah. you said early on, you know, this the first transition, but I'm telling you, I'm such a baby. I remember when my kid, my first boy, left the crib and had his first <laughs> big boy bed. Yeah. And I remember yeah. very clearly that night in that big boy bed, which was, you know, one of those little tiny beds, he was sleeping in the big boy bed. And I got down to my knees and I cried like, <laughs> oh, no, he's left the crib and now everything's going to change forever and ever. So, I mean, parenting is different in the 21st century. I guarantee you, my dad, he didn't think about this stuff. I don't know if that's yeah. true. I think it is. Well, I don't know. Well, a little bit with men, I think there there was this idea for men that uh, you don't really hang out with your kids until they can interact with you and throw a ball and such. And I hope we have a better understanding that we bond with our kids at the earliest stages. And so maybe there's that greater connection. But I remember with kindergarten, when my daughter went to kindergarten and just the concept, my, my oldest, that she is going to be away from us for that amount of time felt like abandonment. I think it's the same thing with college, right? Just, I, that's not what a good parent, I don't just leave her with someone else. I'm constantly I don't even know that kids. person. <laughs> exactly. And this to me is some people feel like that's unhealthy. Like, well, you should, a healthy person should be okay with this. I think we should embrace the pain. Uh, love causes pain. Mm-hmm. When you're connected with someone it would be worse if you're indifferent, if you're like, oh, whatever, we got free time now. That, that to me is a bigger problem because when you love someone, you attach to them. And the appropriate response to when someone you love is more distant from you is there's pain. It doesn't mean that you don't support them in what they're doing. You're not excited about their life, but there's nothing wrong with admitting to your attachment and your emotional state. And, and if, if it's a loving relationship both ways, they'll want to know that, too, as long as you also say, but I'm 100 percent for you and with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm crying. And both those things can exist. So That's if true. we could just be honest, because it does get better. We all know that that you learn to live with these distances. But the transitions, <laughs> those don't get better. Aren't they? No, they it's don't. just the well, nature of life. And here's the other thing that happens to to me, Doug, and I don't know how old your older kids are, but. You get, you know, so, you know, I went through my emotional breakdown when my oldest daughter left. I think I told you about, you know, weeping and wailing, literally, literally, uh, as we were leaving the college. And that went on, I'm sorry to tell you, for three days. Mm. Um, It wasn't like that was just a little blip. Um, After the three-day period, I thought, okay, so we we need to, like, reestablish some norms. So anyway, so, but that, but then they come back. So, like, you're, you're okay. You, you establish yourself when they're gone. And then they come back. And then you have to reestablish that again. But and you weren't weeping and wailing for three days after they no, came back. Again. No, but it's just, I feel like it's a little bit of an emotional pendulum. Well, with COVID, we've had a whole nother level of emotional pendulum. Yep. Many people have. You've spent all kinds of time with your family, yeah, which yeah. has either shown the strengths or weaknesses of your family or both. And so I think even these transitions are becoming more traumatic in that sense, because there's been so much loss around us. There's been so much uncertainty. There's been so much outsider control that these big changes, we're trying to just figure out how to exist in the world. And so whether it is, you know, okay, now you're distant, now you're with me, now you're trying to figure that out when a lot of things are outside of control is, is a big issue. Right. And I did, I just, I realize our culture just doesn't talk about it because it didn't get easier for me with the other kids. I remember just 
bawling with our second child. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm not going to be able to survive. Yeah. <laughs> now I am able to survive, but no one really talked to me about that yeah. feeling. Like, yeah. and cause you're also embracing your mortality and what is mm-hmm. life and what it's mm-hmm. going to be like when the kid, and this is what I'd encourage Christians to do. We have daily bread faith. You God, you know, yesterday is gone and tomorrow hasn't been created yet. You have to live in the eternal now. And now sometimes that's hard and pain because you're like, this feels like eternal, this pain. But the now means God will give me enough strength for today. He'll give me daily bread. And if you try to anticipate your future, you don't have it figured out. And so we'll feel bad now and we'll think that's my future. My future is feeling bad and alone and alienated and near death. And like, no, 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 that's your emotions being projected out. God will give you enough strength for today. And he's going to give you strength tomorrow. And we know that looking back, we know in times in our life when things are really rough, that it didn't stay that way. But man, when we're in the midst of a trauma, existence seems like the trauma is just going to be the rest of our lives. So live in the daily bread, take one step at a time. That's good. At the same time, though, when those kids are gone, I find myself going into their bedrooms and sitting on their bed and going, where is everybody? You know, which is really weird, right? Mm -hmm. You and I are like, you and I are so similar. And I don't even know why I'm doing that. I'll go into the room. I'm like, why am I in here? (laughs) To inflict pain. And just looking at his Legos. And I'm like, (laughs) Grant, I bet you, you could watch Toy Story 3, maybe at the (laughs) conclusion of the day, just to wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, avoid all Pixar movies for at least a week. (laughs) Just as a general rule, if you want to not be on the floor in a fetal position. Exactly. (laughs) Doug, always a pleasure. Thanks an awful lot. You give us some wisdom and some humor wrapped around that so thanks again oh it is my pleasure to be on the kathy and co-host that show. That that is sweet how he says that <laughs> that's doug Bursch. check out his book i'm telling you it's so good posting peace why social media divides us and what we can do about it very nice all right love you guys love See you too guys. take Bye. a break uh we got more ahead stick around it's the ride home with john and kathy we're pittsburgh's christian talk here on word fm The nation of Haiti is in crisis. 18 months of COVID-19 induced food shortages. An earthquake and tropical storms have pushed children and families to the brink of starvation. Sometimes when I don't have anything to give them, they'll cry and tell me they're hungry. And I have to tell them that I don't have anything. But you can make a difference. We are so blessed to live in the country that we live in. And if you're able to give anything, any small amount would help. Food for the Poor has stood with Haitian families for 35 years. And with your help, together we can help them through this difficult time by giving them what they need most, food. Your generous gift will allow Food for the Poor and our church partners to feed starving children and families. $150 gives enough food to feed 25 children for the next month. Please help answer their prayers and cries for help. Click the Red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com or on your cell. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Or click the Red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800 391 
800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. right, call doing it right, Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now. At wordfm.com slash pastors. Making weekend plans, right? You know what? I am. I I was supposed to go away with my very dearest friends mm. from high school this weekend, and one of them got sick. Joanne, I'm so sorry you're sick. Sorry, Joe. However, it has opened up this weekend as like an unplanned vista. And so I'm I'm all a flutter, John, not knowing what to do. Because now you've got some time on your hands. I'll just, I don't know. Might I say you should be mindful with your phone? Okay, I'll right? be mindful. You, are you going to give me some directives on things no. I can investigate? No, just here's some things to do this weekend. Right. This is the uh, the Great Race Weekend. Yes, which, which is not the marathon and weekend, it, and it can never happen on a Saturday. No. It has to be on a Sunday right. to the, mess up all of the city churches. The last weekend of September, a mad dash with the running of the Richard S. Caligiuri race, a tradition since 1977. Listen to, listen to how unpleasant I sound Yeah, you sound bitter. That's because I'm not a runner. Mm-hmm. If I was a runner, I'd think, oh, what a great thing. But since I'm not, I just get mad that all the roads are closed. Uh, begins at 9.30 Saturday, Point State Park downtown with a family fun run. The Tot Trot, four and under. The Diaper Dash for toddlers. The 5K <laughs> the begins dash, that's awesome. at 8 a.m. Sunday at 5th and Atwood in Oakland, followed by the 10K at 9 in Frick Park in Squirrel Hill. Racers receive a race shirt and a medal and a portion of the proceeds will benefit the Richard S. Caligiuri uh, Fund. Uh, I, I think, I guess you can still register. Oh, listen, this is for you. The Pittsburgh Pierogi Festival. Yes! Yeah, uh, it's Bring uh, it. Saturday is the last day of the regular season at Kennywood, and the Phantom Fun begins October 1st. So it's the pierogi fest on Sunday. At Kennywood. Two dozen restaurants and chefs serving the dumplings with all varieties of fillings. Uh, I limited love tickets it. available at the door, 27 bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who Chris Stapleton is? Sure. Oh, I love Chris Stapleton. He's in town on Friday. Is he? At Star Lake. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I bet that would be a good show. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Lake. I'm not going out to Star Lake. Why not? Because when's Austin Mira Star Lake? Oh, it's been a while. Okay. I was there two years ago, and I wanted to put a pencil in my eye. Why? Still bad? Yes. Well, they haven't figured that out yet? The parking. Getting oh. out of the parking lot is the worst thing. Okay. Well. Uh, but Chris Stapleton is great. 40 bucks. Uh, the Washington. And you pay 40 bucks to park. And probably 40 bucks for something to drink. There you go. Washington Italian Heritage Festival, Friday and Saturday, the fifth annual Washington Italian Italian Heritage Festival at the Community Pavilion in Washington kicks off at seven o'clock. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. The PSO 
Okay. Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, the opener Friday and Saturday oh, of this great. weekend. A um, uh, Manfred Hanek leads the orchestra in Ravel and Tchaikovsky. Mm. 20 bucks. Okay. Uh, this evening, the Dawes, the L.A. band that emerged a decade ago with a Laurel Canyon folk rock sound, pulls into Roxanne and McKee's Rocks. Okay. Alabama is wow. headed to Pittsburgh. Okay. This is an... Um, those guys have to be pretty old. 50th anniversary tour to PPG Paints Arena, along with Randy Owen and cousin Teddy Gentry. Alabama. Their 50th anniversary tour. I thought they were kind of old when I was a kid. They'll be on stools. They'll just be sitting on stools, okay. right? That's what happens. When you get to be that age, you're going to go. It becomes like Perry Como, the most relaxed singer. They're kind of like, I want to <laughs> tell you, you know, be Perry. Uh, Chatham Baroque kicks off Saturday, Sunday as well. Sunday, uh, Raul Malo the, leads the Tex-Mex greats, the Mavericks at the Bayam Theater. There's a lot going on. Okay. Right? I, I, I can't pick. I don't know. It's a lot of pressure, actually, all of a sudden. Or... You just stay home. And do nothing. Just stay home. Just that's stay home. that's what I plan on doing. Okay. Right? I'm doing the transition from T-shirts to sweatshirts. That's my weekend. That's too early for that. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.